Hello and welcome to a podcast that looks at the assessment for research methods in third year of our social care program. When my son seen I was getting out my recording equipment, he said, are you going to bang out some tunes, Dad? I said, no, unfortunately, it's going to be a podcast on the assessment guidelines for research methods. And he said he'd go upstairs to get his guitar. But anyway, we'll leave it there and we shall move quickly into the assessment itself. The assessment is different to a lot of the assessments you've done before, indeed most of them, in the way that it's actually going to be a research proposal. It's a research proposal report, effectively. So what you're looking at here is the ability to pull together a research proposal. And that's what's being asked of you. Now, for this particular podcast, I'm going to be using two key resources. The first one is the guidelines, which you all have online. And the second is the and the second is the module. Now, I have to say, obviously, you're using your module for each module, the information online, etc. It is absolutely key. That you are fully conversant with the content of the research module before you start anything. Okay? So you need to be absolutely conversant. I'm going to be referring to it through this particular assessment podcast. And it's key that you actually understand what's in the module. If you don't, that's what your tutor's there for. There's a couple of timelines as well. First, the online assessment. There are timeline activities. So activity one has to be completed by Wednesday the 27th of February and activity two and three by Monday the 8th of April. And in relation to that, the you've been asked to email your tutor on or before Wednesday the 27th of February to discuss and agree your research question. Activity one online will help you with this task. And note the submission date is also the 27th of February. So again, online, this is where Blended comes in. Read your module, online activities and workshop all combined. You need to fully engage with all three if you're going to get the most and the best results in this particular module itself. And also refer back to your tutor if if you need to. But But I would say absolutely clarify the steps as you are going along absolutely fundamental so i'm going to go through the particular assignment the research proposal is worth overall 85 percent but and then that 85 percent is broken down in the front of the guidelines what those percentages give us is a sense of how much effort is to go into each particular section now each section is built one on top of the other so they're all important but how many the word count really is key so in looking at Part one, the key word counts here are the research question, give that about 400 words, the literature review between 800 and 1,000, and ethics about four to 500, and methodology again about the 1,000. Now those are only rough estimates. Your, your word count is up to 3,000 on this, so you can effectively go to 3,300 safely. Um, so therefore, you know, use your words ro- uh, wisely. Okay, I'm going to assume you know how to submit, etc. You're in third year. That should be absolutely fine. So I'm going to go through the assessment guidelines. Now, as I said, 
you're actually being asked to produce a research proposal report. Now, it's uh, this is the most... If you do not take anything else away from this podcast, it is what's written in red in your guideline is absolutely fundamental. And if you breach it, you will be automatically failed for this module and you will have to resubmit. Happened quite a few people over the last couple of years. So, it is... Please note, you are not... I'm going to say it again. You are not required to carry out this research and you must not approach any potential respondents or participants for the purpose of this assignment. You are not carrying out research. You are providing a research proposal. You are not to do interviews with anybody, surveys with anybody, focus groups with anybody. You are just, this is about your understanding of the research process. Okay, that is key. If you do not get that, you will, and you try to do research, you will be automatically failed. It's just, it's something the externs have brought to our attention. It was something that came up in the original submission of this particular module for the validation of the QQI. So therefore, your proposal, and your proposal needs to clearly demonstrate what you plan to research, what you want to do, why you want to do it and why it is important and how you intend to carry it out. And it says within your guidelines, the assessor is looking for the following factors, which is, is the proposal well thought out and considered? Is the proposed research realistic and doable in the given time frame? Is the planned research worth doing? Is it ethical? Has a student sufficiently addressed the necessary ethical issues? Has a student considered the steps of the research process in sufficient detail and is the selected methodology and proposed data analysis appropriate for the research topic in question? None of them ask you to do the research. They're asking you to pull together a proposal of what your research project may look like. Now, if you go on to do level eight, and I hope you do, then therefore you will be enacting your research but for level seven it's quite clear it is your understanding of the process and how you devise a research proposal okay so now we're going to move on to the research proposal it's made up of various headings that are clearly laid out in the guidelines so there's no reason why you need to go off off piste as they say in skiing world why you need to actually deviate from these the first one is the title of your proposed research and like Really, your title can be written after the whole process has been gone through. So then you'll know exactly what you're doing. What I mean by that is you go through everything, all the other headings, and you provide them. But then at the very end, you can say, well, this is what I'm going to title my research. I'll give you an example of research I was looking at last year. And the research I was looking at last year was about blended learning. So therefore, it was called Blending In, a research project that looks at the viability of using blended learning as a working learning tool. That's effectively it. So that was the name of of my research. But I only wrote that at the very end, after I'd done everything else. So we'll come back to that. But remember you're only also, you're being asked, and you're being hemmed in really, and it's for your own good, you're being hemmed in to, you can do research on anything you've covered so far in year three. Okay. I'm nearly sure it says that somewhere, you know, so any topic you've considered covered so far this year. So the topics you can cover are under well-being and positive behavioral support, 
autism, mainstream work, or sexuality. Now, autism and mainstream work, where you're elective, so obviously you're narrowed down to three effectively, which is your elective, which is either autism or mainstream work, well-being and positive behavioral supports, and sexuality. So, and, and indeed, you're probably narrowed down further because the carry-out research in sexuality is a lot of ethical issues. Now, we're going to come back to that later on. So, you know, but your research question is is nearly, is nearly kind of, if you remember what Mark Gold said about the bicycle brake, it, it was really irrelevant. It was all about the person learning how to, how to learn. And this is the same for you. This is about research and it's about how you understand the research process rather than the topic. Now, you do need to focus on the topic, especially around the literature review, but we'll come back to that. So anyway, that's your range. So your introduction. Introduction is different to all your previous introductions you've done for the college. This section sets the context. And again, you're very given a very clear indication what needs to go into this introduction. So you have research proposal at the top of your page, first subheading, introduction. And it is the strong introduction needs to set the scene for the proposal. So say, for example, you're working on the area of well-being and how well are staff trained to ensure the well-being of the service user. So you're going to set the scene for that. So that's the question you're looking at. So well-being at the minute is a key component of, of service delivery. And therefore, but how are staff trained? Are staff trained enough to ensure that the service user has the best well-being? So therefore, introduce the topic being research. When in that case, would be well-being, maybe, and staff training and, and how it's delivered. Locate the topic in a broader context. So it's in the provision of quality services for service users. Why did you select the topic? Now, it might be down to it's an issue where you work or it might be an issue you've always been interested in or it might be an issue that's topical today or it might be an issue that's come up in a HICWA inspection or it's a topic, etc., etc. So why did you select the topic? And outline the research methods you intend to use. We're going to look at that later on. And this logically leads to the specific research question. So as I said, that's where you can start to formulate your research question, which it might be to explore staff's readiness to deliver a well-being model to service users in modern Irish social care services today it might be something like that so that's your research question literature review then okay so you have your research question and hypothesis we'll actually jump back research question and hypothesis after your introduction so that's basically this is the question or question so for that area i've identified you might ask the question is what do people define as well-being what is the key well-being elements within the area I'm working in? These are all the questions you're going to answer through your research. So what's staff's understanding of well-being? How, what ele- how have staff been previously trained in well-being? What areas does staff see as being key gaps in the way they look at well-being? All this sort of stuff. So the, your research question hypothesis section is basically saying, I'm going to test to see if staff are, are ready to train a good well-being model or, or deliver a good well-being model to service users. Okay, 
So that's the first bit. That's our hypothesis. I'm going to see if that exists or not. And then these are the key questions, specific questions I'm going to deal with and the, the, refer to the questions I mentioned earlier. So therefore, if and, and it states from the guidelines, if using qualitative research, these questions may be more general than if using a quantitative approach. Qualitative is a more... It's a deeper way of looking things, but it's not as broad, while quantitative is broad, but not as deep. So therefore, be very clear about your boundaries of your project. So the boundaries are, this is just looking at staff training. It's not looking at delivery. It's not looking at implementation. It's not looking at what resources are required. It's looking specifically to see if the staff is ready, trained and ready to deliver a well-being model. And that's really what it's proposing to achieve, to see if this is the case or not. Next section, literature review. This is the one that students normally get hung up on within this particular module, is the literature review. As I said, you have about a thousand words for the literature review. And with the literature review, it's really identifying your research could be perceived as a small bit of grit in a massive wall, not Trump's wall or anything like that. This is a decent wall that doesn't exclude people. This is a wall of knowledge, not like Trump's wall. And therefore, the, your bit of research is a wee bit of grit, but it's still part of the wall. It's still part of the wall of knowledge within social care. So what you need to do in your literature review is to start out wide. So you're describing the whole wall and then you're narrowing down, narrowing down, narrowing down. Okay, so... In the topic I've asked, which is our staff trained and ready to deliver a well-being uh, well model to service users, you're going to start at maybe, you could start broad, which is well-being. Well-being for the whole population. These are the well-being models that are specific to people, uh, to service users. And this is how it's been trained generally. And this is how it's been trained within, if at all, if it's been trained within um within social care services now you may find it's interesting a lot of research finds that yes it has been trained and there are examples comparative examples from the uk or scandinavia or australia or the us or whatever but you suddenly you suddenly find that within irish social care services and social care is nearly unique to ireland but within irish social care services it is actually it hasn't been even looked at. So services expect staff to deliver well-being, but staff are not trained in relation to it. So therefore, you've basically, if you keep narrowing down, narrowing down, you may find that that's a gap. The gap is, yes, there is a gap here. And the gap is that staff are basically not trained in a key element of their work. You know, or there's no research they are expected to deliver it. There's some supports out there, but it's a bit hit and miss. So therefore, it's well worth reviewing this particular question. Literature review. Literature review is, as it says here, you have to identify six pieces of literature. I'm assuming that's just the past standard. Really, if you're interested in the topic, gather as many as you can to, you know, to look at this big wall and narrow it down narrow it down towards your particular towards your particular question and again that's what you're coming out with at the end of this section is and therefore it's worth exploring whether staff are appropriately trained and ready to deliver a well-being model within social care services so your literature review is narrowing down until you get to that particular point again the the respective unit on this within 
within the module has to be read. I think it's unit four. Has to be read. If it's not unit four, it's unit three. But has to be read. The unit called literature review. Please read it. And also look at the virtual tutorial. Virtual tutorial is very helpful as well. Now you're into methodology. Methodology. Again, uh, word count for this is about a thousand. And this is, you propose to gather your data. This is how you propose to gather your data. It should cover the following areas. So, provide a clear statement of what approach. So it's a qualitative. And within the module, within unit six, it looks at two particular qualitative approaches. I think it's R, I believe, of focus groups and maybe structured interview or whatever. But you need to identify this is the approach I'm going to do. Or quantitative. So it might be surveys or whatever. Again, there's two particular elements that's covered within the module in unit seven. Or mixed methods. The key feature of the, pro the approach. So why are you using qualitative or quantitative? Now, why you're using it may be access to key people you can't get them you can get them easily maybe you can get a big group etc and what what are you looking at in relation to your question is it do you need to go deep but not broad or is your question a broad question and again you need to read those two units unit six and unit seven and identify which particular approach you're going to take and why sampling is much the same this is in unit five there's two types of sampling there's probability sampling and non-probability sampling Probability sampling is structured approaches, mathematical approaches in relation to selecting samples. Now, samples are, if you're doing the question, the one that I suggested, which is in well-being and, and staff, you can't interview every staff member in Ireland, so you're going to take a sample. So it's a representative sample of all the social care staff in Ireland you're going to be looking for, for example, or social care managers or social care training managers or whatever. So it's a sample. You can't get everybody, so what is your sample? And again, you need to look at Unit 5 in relation to it. There's also non-probability sampling, which is really, there's four types of them, um, but the, only the last two is really two you'd play with. But again, it's your rationale. You need to explain the technique, how you're going to use it, and how you intend to locate your sample. Your data collection methods. So what is your method? In-depth interviewing, focus groups, structured interviewing, or questionnaires? So those are the four elements that are covered within Unit 6 and Unit 7 and outline why they're appropriate for your planned research. You may use a combination of them and maybe provide a general overview of the types of questions you would use to cover in your data collection. So you might actually in your appendices maybe do a draft questionnaire. These are the sort of questions I would ask basically to identify what method you're going to use, why, and why is this appropriate for your planned research. And then an overview of your data collection method. And as I said, you can provide examples in the appendices that support it. So it might be interview, what what questions you're going to ask a focus group, what, how you're going to structure your interview. So just to show the reader that you've started to think about it and you're, you're interested in this area and these are the questions you're going to be asking, you know. And as I said, these can be provided in the appendices and will not be included in the word count. Data collection, next section. Here you will provide specific detail on how you will collect the data and any instructions or procedures you intend to follow to ensure the data is gathered in a reliable and valid way. So how are you going to carry out your focus group interviews, etc., to make sure that they're valid and reliable? So how are you going to make sure that they're, it's going, you're going to get clean data out of this, that people won't be influenced, that what rules are you going to have in relation to collecting your data to ensure that the data is reliable and valid? If you don't have rules and, and, and it isn't reliable and valid, then 
you know, you're going to have an issue. So again, you need to you need to provide this. It's not a long section, but it's a, an essential section. Ethical considerations are key here. You need to ensure, ensure how you propose research project would be ethical in nature. So you need to talk about the ethical issues. The ethical ethical issues are again covered in a unit in the module that you need to read. And so, for example, if you're working doing a study in relation to service users, there are a load of ethical issues involved. But there's also ethical issues if you're dealing with staff or managers or whatever. So, for example, in the college of wherever uh, using students in relation to research, one of the key ethical issues is will the students result be affected if they do not want to take part in your particular research project? And I would basically say you would have to prove no, this isn't going to be the case and this is the, the, the safeguards you're going to build in to ensure this doesn't happen. There's also in relation to ethics is to make sure that you find out within your organisation what are the ethical procedures involved. Now, you do, again, you don't need to engage with ethics committees or whatever committee oversees research, but it's good for you to understand and to identify these are the key ethical safeguards that are actually within my organisation. And this is how, this is a procedure I would need to go through. And maybe again, you might get a, a you know a copy of those procedures and put them in the appendices and then discuss them or describe them within your particular ethical consideration section. Data analysis is how will you briefly explore how you propose to analyze the data. So again, uh, how you're going to analyze transcripts of interviews, your focus groups, coded answers. Now, coding within both qualitative and quantitative is an interesting science. And again, Unit 6 and 7 are useful here. Like, for example, if you're doing interviews, how are you going to analyze? So, say, for example, you're interviewing five members and staff within the question I asked. So, you have five interviews you're going to have to transcribe. So, write down exactly what each interviewee says. And then you're going to take them away. And then how are you going to analyze them? You analyze them by maybe thematically coding. So, every time somebody says well-being or positive behavioral support or quality of life or training or lack of training or social care degree you highlight every time everybody says that and then you basically start to say well these are the themes that have arisen these are six common themes that have arisen which is people aren't clear what well-being models to use people are the main training seems to come within their social care degrees there's you know there's not much time in relation to this there's no organizational training in relation to this etc etc so what themes drop out from your interviews and indeed within quality or quantitative which is your surveys and questionnaires again how are you going to code it and what themes are you going to be looking for you know and how can you how you do that really is within quantitative for example is you're going to find out characteristics of your respondents so for example you're going to have 200 respondents and the first set of questions they're going to answer are are you male and female what is your age within certain ranges are you 15 to 25 25 to 35 all this sort of jazz and then so gender age range and role and then what you can do is you can start to analyze those particular characteristics against the answers given now survey monkey is very good for that and you can then say, okay, so it actually becomes apparent that, and money making this up, that males are are less likely to be trained in a well-being model than females. They're less likely to understand well-being models, or it's people 
people from the ages of 25 to 44 are more likely to have been trained in well-being in relation to their courses they completed before joining the job than somebody who maybe basically did a qualification beyond that, before that, or before in the 80s, you know, when well-being in the commonly phrased term. So data analysis, and I love all this sort of stuff, so I won't go on about it, but it's, uh, again, you need to add it in. It's not a big part, but it's an essential part. What are the limitations of your study? So again, within your research proposal, what are your limitations? So what are the potential weaknesses in each? Every research project has potential weaknesses. If it's qualitative, maybe it's not broad enough. If it's quantitative, it's not deep enough. So therefore, maybe your weakness is your inability to get respondents outside the disability services or etc. etc. So you're going to identify the potential weaknesses and you need to consider why they are present and whether or not they're important in relation to the purpose of your proposed research. Again, it's all strengths and weaknesses and limitations. You need to identify that within the limitations section. Then reports, findings, conclusion, recommendations. If you were doing research, this would be one of the biggest parts, but you're not. You're only doing a proposal, you know. So therefore, this section simply requires you to identify the key stakeholders you feel should be informed. But not, for example, you might say, look, key stakeholders are social care agencies, uh, social care workers, and social care educators so how can i contact them maybe one is to ensure that i do a poster presentation within social care ireland another way is to maybe publish it in a in a, in a journal another way might be to maybe write up a piece for frontline these are the key stakeholders i need to contact about my findings and this is the format it should take time frame we're nearly there folks time frame is here you need to illustrate your proposal is realistic and doable and you need to consider issues like travel, access, time to describe. You're given two months here. I think that's very brief, like for any research. Again, you can say that is say two months is quite a short period of time, but this is how I would fit it in. You can do a Gantt chart. I don't know if people know about Gantt charts. I don't even know if it's in the module or not. But G-A-N-N-T, Gantt. If you look it up, again, it's a way of breaking it down. So this is where we're going to start. This is These are things we need to... So we're going to devise the question, do the questionnaires, provide time for analysis, produce the final report, and then present to Social Care Ireland, for example. Those are your five particular key time, key activities you need to get within the time frame. And then finally, references. So therefore, your references are as you would normally do it. So again, and that's well laid out. There's no additional commentary necessary here. It's not included in your word count references. So basically, that's it. That's your research proposal done. That is it. No need for um, conclusion. No need for any of that. What you're basically doing is you're providing a well-structured research proposal. That's it. Within 2,500-3,000 words means the max is 3,300, the minimum is 2,250. You have a wide target to hit. There's no reason why you can't hit your word count. In third year, you were looking at a well-proofread and edited assignment effectively. Um, And that's it, really. Uh, In relation to part two online activities, again, these activities are well outlined. I know Neve has this well under control and any questions on the online activities content wise should go to your tutor and technical wise to the e-learning team 
as I said, Neve is a good control of this. But the key thing is to make sure that you're uh, interacting and you know what these activities are early on. Because as I said, it is workshop, essential, modules, essential, online activities, essential, and they all combine to create this blended approach to developing research. So that's it. Thank you very much for listening to me as I come up to 30 minutes. And best of luck with this particular assessment as i said your tutor is key make sure you contact them should you have any particular issues if there's any questions etc you want us to discuss you can email your tutor or contact elearning at opentraininggollege.com for any technical issues thank you very much for listening again and best of luck with this module